When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Poke the Bear, episode 71, the Taylor Hall episode. Taylor Hall. That's going to be a Taylor Hall episode for quite a long time uh, as he signed a long-term deal. Some Bruins fans are iffy about it right now, but I still say it's worth it. I mean, come Shocking. On, Taylor Hall. Crazy that they'd be against it. But I'm Evan Marinovsky. That is Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing splendid today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm very excited. Uh, Thanksgiving is... Well, for people listening today, so happy Thanksgiving. Uh, if you're listening after, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, but I have a little bit of time off with my other job for a few days. So I am chilling. <laughs> I am one step from the weekend, baby. I am so excited for that. So uh, that's never a bad thing. So I'm doing are great you, too. Are you uh, doing the, the Wednesday jaunt out to see the fellas in, in Framingham? Are you joining the people who go to see the frequent the hometown bars on Thanksgiving Eve? Yeah, we're going to the local margaritas. That's what oh, we're doing. Very nice. Uh, very nice. Framingham staple. Framingham staple margaritas. People don't, people don't know this about Framingham who are not from here. As big as we are, there's not a lot of unique places here. There's a few, but it's a lot of chains. So there's not a lot of good like hometown places. Like when I was coming home from college, there was nothing that was like, oh, I can't wait to have like this pizza shop or uh, this burger joint. It was just like, oh, there's a bunch of fast food and like there's no way and, and the, the problem too it has to be like a low-key place like i've heard horror stories of what um kowloon is like for the saugus locals on oh Thanksgiving god i can't Eats. even imagine so, that so you, you gotta oh. find like like a hole in the wall place but it's hard to come that's why like i mean as we're recording this now i'm getting ready to watch uh the bruins game uh, against buffalo so i will not be partaking in that which i don't want to be to be honest with you i would rather <laughs> uh you know, commit to a root canal by myself with like a frozen <laughs> Slim Jim stick than go out in Southie on Thanksgiving Eve because I, I wouldn't even see anyone anyway. It would just be like bros in Patagonia, like vests. Like, I don't know. No, don't I, I don't blame you. I, yes. I don't blame you. No, it's in Southie, no thanks. On a night like tonight, like no thanks. But on a hometown like Framingham, fine, you know? Yes. Guys are coming home first year out might as well do something i'm I, i'm upset that i'll be missing the bruin sabers game so no, you won't i won't Don't, it's, it's I, bruin sabers. <laughs> fine i'm lying i'm not that upset about it uh i maybe i'll watch it later or I'll, you know what i'll read your recap at boston sports journal that's oh, what that's i will so sweet do of you evan that's what i will do to keep up with the game um but anyways so uh for the game the bruins are going in with new d pairings new d pairings which these are very subject to change uh krusik mcavoy top pairing Forbert Carlo, second pairing, and Mike Riley and Jakob Zaboral on the third pairing. Uh, I don't hate that. 
I don't hate that. That Forbert Carlo pairing should not see a second in the offensive zone. <laughs> but what what are your first takes of all of these pairings? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of slightly concerning coming off of last weekend that probably your best D pair all around through those two games was Mike Riley and, and Jakob Zaboro. Not usually a good thing when your third D pair is the one that you know has the least amount of issues. Good development in terms of the fact that that third pairing has been kind of a black hole all year and. Whether it be Mike Riley getting the message after sitting out a few games or Jakob Zaboro playing well, which he has, especially on the right side, you haven't really had to worry that much about that third deep pairing right now. And again, I think for as much as maybe you want Riley to be more involved in the play, I think on that third pair, you just want them to play simple, smart hockey, make the good first pass. You know, if you see a play, you can jump up, but just be steady on that third pair and kind of shore up the back end of that decor. And they're doing that so far. Um, as far as Grizzly McAvoy, how much have we talked about them in the past? Like when in doubt, it's almost like, you know, as people talk about on the forward court, like the, the, the scenario where, you know, break glass and, you know, hit the button. Like that's like, you know, breaking up like the, the Bergeron line for the defense. It's putting McAvoy back with Grizzlick because what do you know? They're probably going to be really, really good together. And I think for right now, as much as people talk about down the line of, you know, McAvoy and Grizzlick, oh, they're a D pair not built for the playoffs. Well, you need to get points right now. Like, you're already, like, behind the eight ball in terms of being behind so many other teams. Granted, you haven't played that many games, but you need to start getting on a roll here and piling on points. And having McAvoy and Grizzlick gives you the best option of having a very effective, elite, top D pairing for now. So it all kind of falls on whether or not Fulbert and Kyle can kind of stick together and, and do their jobs. And as much as we haven't really seen a, a D pair like that, especially in Cassidy's system in a while, like probably the last was what, like uh Charakalo, like, you know, three, four years ago. Um, so far, Fulbert and Carlo have looked pretty good. I think the numbers say the Bruins have outscored teams, I think 5-0 when Carlo and Fulbert are both out there. So I don't think they're the ones who are generating those goals. I think they're just, <laughs> you know, playing simple hockey. You know, we're not asking that much. You know, who knows? Like, friggin' Derek Fulbert's going to, like, score 30 goals this year. So, um, no, I think right now, if you look at the way it's set up, um, it's, you know, the Grizzly-McAvoy one makes plenty of sense. It all kind of rests on whether Fulbert and Kylo can kind of hold their own. Because if they do what's asked of them in terms of that profile, then you've got at least two or three legitimate pairs that can play off each other well, which haven't really had so far this year. I also think going against Buffalo is the perfect time to test it. Like this, the uh, Wednesday night's game was the perfect time to see what you got with a pairing like Forbert Carlo for a full 60 minutes. Uh, and they also a good confidence booster for Ry- Mike Riley and Jakob Zaboral. Like I think those are two guys who could use a really good game. Now, maybe they had a good game. Maybe they didn't have a good game. We don't know. Yes. Um, Someone's punching the <laughs> steering wheel right now. <laughs> Damn it. But. I do think it is the perfect opportunity for them to do so. I mean, we know Grizzly and McAvoy are great together. Like, I don't think there, there's no one left. Well, that's actually not true. There's many people left to be convinced on those two together, but I don't think, I think the majority of people know they're good together. I think the issue is for the playoffs, but like, as you said, you, you gotta, you gotta get points. You gotta get points of regular season first. Crazy how that one works. Um, another interesting thing about the Bruins and this, this will not change. They could beat Buffalo 20 to nothing. They could have lost, they could have beat them a hundred to nothing. It wouldn't have mattered. They've yet to have a statement win. Bruins do not really have a statement kind of win yet. That game against Calgary on Sunday was awful. Um, maybe I said on Bruins beat reminds me of another four nothing. Well, four one loss that the Bruins had a few years ago. What was that? Reminded me of that same kind of thing. Ah, 
Well, I don't mean? know if I'm going to say it. Not on Thanksgiving. Can't say it on Thanksgiving. Okay, yeah. People, people can use their imaginations. Because uh, people, <laughs> people are going to say, wow, Evan always brings that up. Um, but uh, they don't have a statement win yet. And it kind of just reinforces to me right now, it's a middle-of-the-road team. Middle-of-the-road yeah. teams don't really get statement wins. And this seems like a middle-of-the-road team. Yeah, I mean, other than the the one, you know, home uh, win against the Panthers, where you had to come back late in that game and you eventually win it. Uh, I think it was in the the shootout, right? Uh, like other than that, what Panthers? Yes. Yeah. Other than that, what else really one has there been? I mean, who else have you beat? You beat Dallas Stars, who look like they're middle of the road. I don't know how they, how they haven't fired their coach yet. The Buffalo Sabers, which like started off strong, congrats, but they're still <laughs> Buffalo. San Jose, which started off strong, but they also look like they're a mess. Red Wings are rebuilding. Senators are rebuilding. Devils without Jack Hughes. Montreal, who are dreadful. And the Flyers, who I think, you know, are, I would put them more as a middle of the pack team. Could be good, but middle of the pack. You also didn't have Kata Hot in there. So that's who you beat. Teams you should be beating, which is good. And they lost, and they lost to Martin Jones earlier in the season. They didn't lose to Martin Jones, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're beating the teams you should be beating, but you know, if you're a great team, you need to at least take some points from these guys. Like, you know, it's not even the fact that you're getting a loser point out of these matchups. So you've lost to Panthers, Hurricanes, Oilers, Flames, Maple Leafs, and Flyers early on in the year. Like, at least, you know, those top five, I think, are all, I think they're, the top five I mentioned there are in the top eight in terms of points percentages. So you're facing very, very good teams, but you also consider yourself a pretty good team as well. Like you should at least be, you know, getting some points out of those matchups, especially, you know, there's some, some of these games where, you know, uh, like the Oilers, for example, where I think that's one that kind of sticks with people. Cause it felt like that was such a game you kind of gave away. You shut down McDavid, but you still let that game slip away in the third period. Like that's not the hallmark of, truly elite teams is being able to, you know, be able to keep your foot on the gas, uh, you know, collect points and, and, you know, even up the score against some of these legit teams. And so far they haven't done it. And it kind of goes back to, you know, not being able to put together a full 16 minute effort. You can maybe have one really good period of 30 minutes of action against a team like the Shocks, and you'll be fine. You're still going to get your points, but against teams, other teams that you're going to see further down the road, as you get to the playoffs, you need to be better. So for the Bruins, you know, I'm not ready to put an entire indictment on like how they're going to end the year being a middle of the road team, but uh, there's still a lot of pieces that have yet to be kind of put in place or you guys are finding out where they fit in the lineup. But yeah, like we're still, you know, 15 plus games in now you have to start getting some of these, uh, you know, matchups and wins against these legit teams. And you look at the schedule ahead, kind of got a little bit of a, easier slate like the rangers will be a tough test but then you've got i mean buffalo tonight which now that i say that they're going to lose uh you got vancouver coming in like you've got a few matchups coming up where you should be able to pile on points which at this point the bruins will just take a more regular schedule and getting into the rim of things but when these kind of headlining matchups come up you need to start seeing more production and at the very least more points in the standings so you, you you took the words right out of my mouth i think the rangers game could maybe be a statement win national stage uh, Black Friday annual game. Rangers are looking pretty good right now. So getting a win against them on Friday would be huge. I would, I might put that under the statement win category. And you know what's funny? It's like, like we're kind of giving you picks here, right? Like a, a good game to maybe bet on would be that Rangers game. Black Friday, you're feeling good, had a lot of turkey. Why not? And why not go to our friends over at Bet Online? Absolutely, Evan. Attention, everyone. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. 
football. And nothing goes better than football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite. Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Without a doubt, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals <laughs> this Thanksgiving. I love it. I absolutely love that we're stuffed with deals at Thanksgiving because they are. So go there now. Uh, Jeremy Swayman has not been as spectacular as. He was to begin the season. He's fallen on a little bit of a hard streak. Nothing crazy. Again, like I think people have to understand he's, he's a very young goalie. This is bound to happen. Like he's not going to be that he's not going to put the numbers he did last year for the entirety of a season. Uh, but he has fallen on a little bit of hard times. If this is the worst of it though, I can't sit here and say that that's horrible. I mean, right? Like it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, not great as of, as of late, uh, but you expect him to rebound. Yeah, no yeah, pun no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that's kind of been one of the bigger issues, and so far, right, has been that rebound control. And uh, you know, when you ask Cassidy about it, of course, you know, Cassidy, who's always, I think, very candid when it comes to assessing the play of his players, uh, you know, mentioned that obviously those first two goals against Calgary, you can't have those rebound, those great A chances that kind of fall in the lap of a good team like Calgary with the guys that can bury them, but. Um, you know, he doesn't put much of a fault on, especially that third goal, that shorthanded goal, which was just embarrassing from was oh. Bergeron, McAvoy, Felino, like just burn the game tape for something like that. Um, does he have to be better? Of course. Um, but I think from the, from Cassie's perspective, it's one of those things where I think the concern only ratchets up when you've got two or three of those games in a row. Like we saw, you know, I think we even had this discussion after he kind of got lit up by, uh, the Flyers in that road game early on. Like, all right, this is his first real test. How does he bounce back from it? And I think he responded with five straight games with letting up two goals or less. Pretty good response. And, uh, you know, whether it be uh, further further along this week that he gets back in there, or it very well could be tonight. I believe, you know, Lenny Solmark was set to play, and now it's a game-time decision because I think he tweaked something. So we very well could have Swayman in net, and uh, he'll get right back out there, or it'll be a few days down the road. We don't know on this podcast right now, again, as someone yells into the void as they're watching this. But, uh, again, regardless of, you know, just uh, that bad setback against Calgary, for a guy like Swayman, it's all about, you know, compartmentalizing a loss like that and moving on and getting another opportunity, which you imagine he'll get uh, very soon, whether that be Wednesday against Buffalo or within the next couple of days. So, um, again, I don't think it's worth hitting the the alarm and, you know, going to DEFCON 1 until – you see this over an extended trend. That's when it gets concerning. I think with any goalie is the extended trends of, of you know poor play. I always try to find that clip you sometimes tweet, and it is the people sitting at a table with the siren, and they all oh, get up yeah. at once. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from, but I think that there's so many times I want to use that for a situation, and I just cannot find the video. It's like that with like the two. They need to bring Tuka Rask back immediately. Like the, yes. the Tuka Rask's camps, like Art right, Swayman sucking. Woo 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 yep. woo woo needs to come back. It's like that sort of type of thing. So I don't think it's there yet. Granted, and I talked about this with Marina on Bruins Beat, 
That rash decision is coming. That is coming within the next few weeks. So that is going to be something we have to kind of hunker down for whatever ends up happening. People are going to be pissed no matter what, uh, which makes for great topics for us. Um, but uh, that I don't think the Swayman stuff is uh, all that bad. I think he's going to rebound. I think he'll be fine. Um, I guess, you know, also, I think the way Swayman is, not not every goalie could, after being told they, they were not going to start a game, but then being told that day that they could, they were going to start. Not a lot could like just get up for that game. So Raymond's yeah. a perfect guy to go in like last second to a game. Yeah. So, um, at any rate, we are going to get in, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we are going to get into the three things we are thankful for. What are three things we are each thankful for? They're all Bruins related to a point. Some might not be. We can just kind of go with it, you know? Uh, but Connor, why don't you start? What is the first thing you are thankful for this season? Evan, the first thing I am thankful for is the fact that the Bruins signed Charlie McAvoy to that contract when they did. Because, by God, if he's playing like he uh, you know, is now, and he was going to be a, a restricted free agent going into the season, then what are you looking at for his final pay rate, right? Ten and a half, eleven, twelve? I'd Maybe say eleven. Like, eleven, you know, eleven and a half would be the Like, safe eleven. Yeah. So for a guy yes. who, very well, if he's playing like this, could be right in the contention for the Norris Trophy, probably 60-plus points. Uh, I think the Bruins are definitely uh, doing cotwheels for the fact that they have him signed to this current contract right now, especially when you look further down the road, David Pasternak is also going to get paid. A lot. A, a lot. lot of and that's, that's an interesting thing. The Pasternak contract stuff, when it comes time, I'm interested to see where this team is in the standings. Like, what's the deal going to be with that? Are they going to – because that will be around like age 30, correct? That he will be up or in the area of? Uh, I don't know off the top of for, my head, but he's pasta that he's up because he's up in 2024, three, or is it three. 23. So okay, it'll be so like, just a... like 27, 28. So he's in like okay. prime, prime age to at least get one more legit contract. Yes, that'll be a topic we will save for another day because I think <laughs> people, are, uh... people are bugging out on Thanksgiving <laughs> now. <laughs> like, no. Um, all right. My first cycle thing I'm for is Brad Marchand in general. I think Brad Marchand has been your MVP. I think he's been your MVP for a long time. Uh, he is a guy you can't lose. You lose Brad Marchand, you lose a huge part of your lineup, right? Great on the power play, great at five on five, incredible penalty killer. Like you lose Marchand, you're in actual trouble. So uh, he has been as good as, as can be uh, in these first bunch of games. So uh, for Bruins fans, and I think for us reporters, uh, he is number one on the list of things to be thankful for for the Bruins. Now to you, what would be your second thing you're thankful for? Well, from a league-wide perspective, I will say as a quick aside, I'm thankful that we no longer have to talk about Jack Eichel trade rumors. So that is a a different aside, thank God. I'm sure Jack is having a great Thanksgiving now that he's in Las Vegas and finally has that surgery, so good for Jack. I don't know, Vegas is pretty annoying with stuff, so they're probably like outside his house doing like the bongos. Like I can see you got like Wayne Newton like dancing out front. Like, no, I just, no, my neck hurts. I don't want to look out the window. Please don't. Penn and Teller doing the yeah, exactly. Outside the window, like, come on, look, look. There's, there's only so many. There's only so many like shows, scenes you can go to before it gets a little arduous. So I'm sure Jack will yes. deal with it down the road. But still, I think Wayne Newton dancing out front of the house is probably still better than being in Buffalo. So I think Jack's having a good Thanksgiving. From a Bruins perspective, though, I will say uh, I'm thankful for the fact that we've had to not talk that much about Tuka Rask so far. We've mentioned it here or there. It's kind of like mm-hmm. in the Marvel movies when like Thanos would be in like the last 30 seconds of the movie. You'd be like, oh shit, he's coming. It's one of those things where it's like we know that like the discussion, like the, the discourse is coming 
and sooner or later it's going to be on our doorstep. And I know it's pro- we're like two weeks out from it, but up to this point, it so far has been relative bliss. And the fact that we haven't had people yelling at us in the YouTube comments or or fighting about the the horrifying uh, you know scenario in which Tuka Rask comes back on a league minimum deal and helps his team out, the horrifying notion of that. So we've been able to avoid that for so far, but I know it's coming. So thank God we've had you know clear skies so far. It's like if we were a TV show and this was like a season, this yes. season would end with like a Tuka Rask like cameo or there would be something that involved Rask to be like a cliffhanger. Like, oh, is he coming back? What, are they going to say no to him? What's the deal? Like, you know, it's going to be a big central focus of the next season. So that's kind of like the Rask thing, right? Um, I will go number two, Charlie Coyle. I'm thankful for Charlie Coyle. He's been good. He Has he been spectacular? No. But he's been fine. He's he's held up. He's not the reason the second line isn't producing at the rate that the Bruins needed to be. He's been good. He scored some goals. He's been consistent. He looks a lot better than he did last year, which is what you wanted. I don't think there's a big – I don't think many people are complaining about Coyle outside of the fact of his contract. Then you can get into like, well, he should maybe be like a third-line center making a little bit less. But I don't know. To me, at what you need right now, he's got what you need. So he would be my second – uh, thing I'm thankful for. Now to the third. What would be your third thing? Evan, what I am truly thankful for is that even though we've had this discourse about small things, cranberry sauce, candy corn, which, I mean, you know, Nick Felino's in his own world there. God bless him. Uh, I'm thankful the Bruins have not had any truly appalling food takes like the Patriots have been spewing over the last couple of days, whether it's Mac Jones not liking pie or the the – I mean, the one we, we have to talk about, Matt Judon hating mac and cheese. Not even – I don't think the issue with, is, you know, you could make the argument does mac and cheese belong on Thanksgiving, which it does. But to just outright hate on mac and cheese, ridiculous, ridiculous. So I'm thankful that the Bruins picked their fights on the culinary field with just – Something that, like, you know, is a device of enough that there'll be one or two stragglers, but, like, no one's repping, you know – no one's repping candy corn or anything like that. To do be as bold as to say mac and cheese doesn't belong, wild. Absolutely also wild. To, also to say that you don't like pie. Like, there's so many Dude, pies. How can so, you not find one that you yeah, like? It's, I mean, like, what, I understand people, like, what What do you have for Thanksgiving then for dessert? Like, we have, like, like Toll House cookies? What are you, what are you doing? I had, I, Some Brigham's ice cream? Shit. I had, a kid, I, kid, I had a kid on my youth hockey team when I was, like, maybe 10 or 11 who said that the pies they had on Thanksgiving were from McDonald's. <laughs> so that's, You know what? That sounds great. You know what? Like, that's, that's totally I guess fine with me. It works. But I, um, <laughs> I, to me, <laughs> McDonald's pies on Thanksgiving is hilarious. Dude, I uh, mean, but, like, considering, like, how, like, like, most of the stuff is, like, if you want to be, like, actually correct with a bowl like take be like you know turkey sucks which it does like turkey's trash oh I, i'm opinion. i'm so on this train turkey is carried by uh it's like it's like turkey's carried by the things around it you would not have turkey on its own like you don't have turkey shops or turkey houses or like turkey fast food chains popping you don't have like turk filet they're all, they're, yeah, no no one gets hyped to it. they're like the 04 pistons is they're like just boosted by so many like supporting players that, that it elevates the whole meal but no 100%. this is no turkey's trash stupid I bird too. No. dumb fat bird 
got like a red him. thing hanging off its face. Fuck turkeys. And they gobble. Like, yeah, what, what no, is that noise? Yeah, they you attack know? you when you play golf or they, they ruin the, the green line trains in Brookline. No, suck. They suck. Yeah, no, they so do. Yeah, and, yeah, and they I, need potatoes or stuffing and stuff like that to go with it. I also didn't think cranberry sauce was controversial. I thought everybody had cranberry sauce. So I was surprised to hear that people didn't like it. And, even um, if you, well, and the Bruins one too is the fact that it doesn't belong on the Thanksgiving table. Even if you don't like cranberry sauce, it's still there. You got the little jello, like the canned one that's just like, you might avoid it. That's fine. But like all things considered, it, it belongs there. Like it's like it's like Charlie McAvoy shows up to the Thanksgiving table and he sees cranberry sauce and he just like <laughs> pulls the whole table over. It's yeah. like I can't do this. Sorry, yeah. this is too much. Like um, it, it's it's a staple. So what what are you gonna do? Like that's why like, you know mac and cheese maybe is bold because you know the the friggin' pilgrims didn't have it. Well, the pilgrims were also boring as hell, so they didn't have good. <laughs> Tell me the pilgrims didn't have craft mac and yeah. cheese. Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't I, I love mac and cheese. I think mac and cheese is delicious. I've never grown up with mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. I honestly wish I had. Like I wished it was on the table more. Um but I like I don't know I mean Matt Judah must have had some like terrible experience happen to him while he was eating mac and cheese or like he might have got like really bad food poisoning from it. It, it was one of those hate mac and cheese. It was like one of those like craft ones. Remember like when like craft was really desperate to get like uh advertising and they would make like green mac and cheese, like it would be like yes. tie dyed. And like yep. they said it was just like food coloring, it probably had like some other horrible chemicals sugar. in it or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sugar. Uh, that probably is what did him in. So he has to go have like an actual like good thing of mac and cheese because yeah, the the hate not just that it doesn't belong on the table, but it's just a terrible dish. Bad, bad take. Like, like not even. It's like it like hurts my soul. Like, what are, what are you doing? Like, you, there's so many other things you can pick a fight with. Like, again, turkey. So many other things. Mac and cheese. Every leave kid, it alone. Leave every it alone. kid loves mac and cheese. It's the most simple dish. It's like I, I and then he like broke it down if I remember correctly to like oh yeah, it's just noodles it, and cheese. It, yeah, and it's like, degrading. Yeah, a great dish. And there's probably people who are like lactose intolerant who are now punching their fucking steering wheel too about <laughs> yeah. this. But listen, I, I bet they even understand. Like, still good. Can't digest it, but it's still really good. Yeah, it's coming up, but it's very good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I it's a good thing to be thankful for that no Bruins yes. have any wild food takes. Here comes Clear. a wild. I bet that someone's going to come out with some like Jakob Zaboro's going to come out and be like, "Yeah, I actually hate every food at Thanksgiving." And we'll be like, "Well, there goes that." I, thing I only eat Dunkaroos, for. yeah, and Capri <laughs> I'm six years old, uh, food wise. Um, and the final thing I'm I'm thankful for, my third thing is you, the listeners. I'm very thankful that uh, and Connor is as well. That you guys, <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say just thankful for me, but <laughs> just uh, just Peter. Connor. I'm just thankful for Connor. No, I am thankful for the listeners and you guys support our work. This is why we get to do these things because you guys support it and listen and interact with us and our stupid takes and are the fun that we like to have. So uh, we appreciate you. That's what I'm thankful for this year. My third thing, and maybe even the most, is you, the listeners, and you read our stuff and you sometimes like our tweets. Maybe you just like our tweets. But you interact with them, and that's all that matters. Exactly. So we appreciate it, and uh, we hope you all have a very, very happy Thanksgiving and good times, good food. Uh, may- maybe let us know if it's something crazy. Like, do you have something out of the blue on your Thanksgiving table? You know, like if you have like a, I don't know, what would be something like a, you know, Dunkaroos you have- and Capri Suns. Dunkaroos, Capri Suns on your table, something like that. Tell us about it. Um, anyways, what can the people look forward to over at BSJ? Evan will have uh, all the breakdowns, recaps from these last couple of games. Obviously, this game against Buffalo and then that Black Friday game against Strangers, which I agree, I think is a bit of a statement game for this team. So we'll have all that. Working on a couple of features. We dropped one earlier this week uh, about Jeremy Swayman and his uh, 
elective ballet course that he took at Maine that he viewed as being really uh, a key part of his development and kind of the steps he took forward during that junior season. So we've had stories about that. We've had stories about Jake DeBrusque getting Oreos thrown at him. All kinds of weird stories that I've been able to thankfully find that I've uh, posted on the BSJ website. So all that stuff's over on the site. So subscribe at bostonsportsjournal.com. Want to follow me on Twitter? You can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Great content. Go do that now. For CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky. That's Connor Ryan. You poke the bear listeners. Have a great rest of your week and have an awesome Thanksgiving. (laughs) 